Hi, everybody. This is Jay. And this is Mark. And we'd like to welcome you to Backstage Pass. Each week, we take you behind the magic and inside Disney history, pulling back the curtains and letting you see the Disney magic and history up close. With an eclectic mix of entertaining topics, humor, and tons of information and details, we want to keep you learning and smiling. So for this week, here is your Backstage Pass. Jay and Mark have been invited by the Disney Company to create a fireworks finale celebrating Disney fans. They're planning for the show in the Disney Fireworks Control Room. It's Monday, 10.45 a.m. Oh, yes, sir. We consider it a real honor. Yes, sir. We know Disney fans are counting on us. Yeah, we're in the control booth right now planning it out. Yep, we'll call you if we have any questions. Okay, we'll see you in about a week. Right. Yep, exactly at midnight. Okay. Goodbye. Well, you wouldn't think a Disney senior pyrotechnician would worry so much about a 30-second fireworks finale. Well, now they just want it done right. I know. After all, they ask us to do this finale to represent all of the Disney fans. Yep. So I'm sure Disney just wants it done well. Of course. Um, what music did they want us to use? Um, it was the last bit of Wagner's Rienza Opera Overture. It's about 30 seconds long, and it really does kind of sound like a fireworks finale. So let's plan this thing. Let's see the display site map again. Here you go. Now this includes the immediate area where the fireworks display is conducted, mm -hmm. including the discharge sites, the fallout areas, and the required separation distance from mortars to spectator viewing areas, but not the spectator viewing areas or vehicle parking areas. Right. It's fairly standard here in the Magic Kingdom since they do so many fireworks shows here. Mm -hmm. A typical show here at the Magic Kingdom may run 17 minutes with approximately 1,200 pieces launched. Wow, that's a lot of fireworks to load and launch. From what I understand, the fireworks here have no black powder lift. They're actually air launched. That can actually eliminate up to 70 pounds of gunpowder per show. That clears a lot of ground smoke. Right. A crew doing a show here usually arrives about 3 p.m., and takes three to four hours to load and test the show for that evening. A full test is performed without the launchers loaded so they can check that everything is working. Now here on the map is the main launching field and along the back of the park are an additional 11 sites. Four are portable so they don't block the maintenance traffic. They're actually driven in, parked in position and lifted on a scissor lift about 30 feet. A loading platform like that here at the main launching field may have some 350 epoxy woven fiberglass tubes wow. with 15 gallon air tanks at the base with valve controls to fill and empty each tank. Each tube has binding posts with an electronic igniter. The fireworks shell is loaded into the tube holding the timed fuse wire which is then attached to the binding posts. Mm -hmm. The computer monitors and regulates the air pressure. A time code from Audio Central will come in and the computers will lock on and sync up to that signal. When the air pressure and the timing systems are correct, the computer ignites the fuse, opens the correct valve, and launches the firework. The computers here in this bedroom-sized, bulletproof glass enclosed control booth will have a mirror image of the launch field out there. We can click on a rack and the computer will tell us the gun ID, when it launched, and the air pressure used to lift the shell. We can also call the show from the stage manager's control console above Main Street. That's right. That computer setup also has the tie-ins to the weather stations and the park video monitors. Hmm. So, it sounds simple enough. Right, we just need to figure out what type and how many of the fireworks we are planning to use. Get the computers timed and the air pressure fine-tuned, and we have a show. Yep. 
Now I have catalogs with the shells we can order. Perfect. It looks like an aerial shell is a paper-wrapped round globe of various size. Yep. Some about the size of a grapefruit. Uh-huh. Fill me in again on how these things work. Well, I did a little research. The computer will light the time fuse as it catapults the shell from the launch tube. The time fuse is what controls when the shell will burst in the sky. Typically, for a 3-inch shell, the time fuse will burn for about 2.5 seconds. As the shell sizes go up, the longer the time fuse delay. The delays are timed so that the shell breaks at its apogee, or the point at which the shell is relatively motionless in the sky and gravity begins to take over, to give it the most symmetrical look. Once the time fuse reaches its end, it lets off a quick flash into the burst charge of the shell. The burst charge usually consists of rice hulls coated with a chemical mix similar to black powder, which burns hot, fast, and produces a large quantity of gas to ignite all of the stars in the shell and blow the shell open at a high velocity. The shell casing is usually spiked with string to make it more rigid and withstand higher pressures, thus giving it a bigger boom and a larger spread of its stars. There are spherical shells and cylindrical shells which give different effects. A spherical shell will break with almost perfect symmetry, allowing for spherical patterns to be made in the sky. Some shells have a tail or comet which burns as the shell rises into the air, causing a tail of sparks to follow the shell during its ascent. This effect is made to simulate a rocket taking off. A pyrotechnic tail would be made with the addition of charcoal to give a gold tail, and titanium or aluminum to give a silver tail, although comets do not always have tails. They can also be a solid color such as blue, red, or green. A certain type of shell that will usually stick out in any display is the salute shell. A salute shell is filled only with flash powder which causes the larger ones to detonate in the sky as opposed to deflagrate like a star shell. They have no stars and make a thunderous boom in the sky. So we need to determine what shells we want, right. colors and shapes. Yep. We need to time out the music and decide when we want the shells to explode in time to the finale. Okay. Then we'll need to figure out the apogee of each shell based on the air pressure, correct the time fuses, and figure out the time from launch to the burst, and backtrack the timing sequence for the computer to the music so the shell is launched with enough time to reach apogee and ignite and still be at the correct location in the music. <laughs> Sounds easy. Hand me the catalog. I mean, how hard can this be, Mark? Backstage Pass Office, Tuesday, 4.30 p.m. All right, now I think we have our shell list. Let's dial them up. Hello, hello. Is, is this the Hong Kong Color Luyang Fireworks Factory? The Luyang Factory in China? Uh, yes, yes. This is Disney. We want to buy fireworks. Fireworks. Big bang bang. Big big bang bang. Good grief, Jay. Can I have the phone, please? Hello? Yes. We need English, please? English. Yes, thank you. There, now you can place our order. I was doing all right. I knew what Big Bang Bang was. Oh, uh, hello. Yes, we need to order fireworks. Many fireworks. Big display. Disney World Loading Dock, Monday, 
7.30 a.m. Well, I'm certainly glad the fireworks finally arrived, since we need them tonight. We need to check our order. Hopefully they send everything. Man, this is a large crate. Let, let's see what the sticker says. Explosive, open with no sharpness. <laughs> Do not eat in stomach. Do not show to match that burns or instant death punishable by law. Keep out of children. For indoor-outdoor use only. Do not use as trimmer for hedge. Warning, this product may contain residue of peanuts. Yeah, let's open the crate. Let's see what we have here. We need to get these babies loaded. Let's see our launching platform diagram and the shell assignments. Come on, we have a lot of work to do before the demo of our show tonight. Right. Day of test performance for Disney executives. Magic Kingdom, fireworks control room, midnight. All right, midnight. Ready for our demonstration. This should be awesome. Systems locked. Timing codes are synced with Audio Central. Roger. All right, the spotters are set. The offstage sprinklers are on. Let me just stand up here and look out the window. Yep, Disney executives are seated on the roof outside us here, and they look ready to begin. Let's give Audio Central the cue. Start the show intro now. The Walt Disney Company wants you to join with us tonight to celebrate as we pay a magical tribute to our loyal Disney fans. We have asked Jay and Mark of Backstage Pass to prepare a very special fireworks finale for tonight's show. So come with us as we salute Disney fans from around the world. Were those late? Those fireworks seemed kind of late. I don't know. Let me open the door and see if the executives liked it. Uh, I'm not sure they liked it. Maybe planning a fireworks show is a little harder than we thought. Yeah, a lot harder than we thought. I uh, think something's on fire out there. It might be Bob Iker's jacket. Hey, they got a fire extinguisher. Ooh, they sprayed him. He looks okay. Kind of foamy, but okay. Uh-oh. Uh now they're looking this way. They don't look very happy, do they? Now they're coming this way. Uh, backstairs? Oh, yeah. Backstairs. Let's, uh, let's lock that door. All right, come on. Let's get out of here. Go, 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 Mark. Hurry up. If you would like to check out our source information for this topic or have questions or comments, please join us on the Inside the Magic forums. We love to hear from you. This is Jay. And this is Mark saying we'll see you next time backstage. <laughs>